tonight we have got special guest Jess Bothaway tonight, who is our resident head nutrition coach at uh, Renegade Fitness East Tamaki and our Renegade Performance Nutrition Coach, head coach. So I thought instead of babbling at you guys for an hour, like I always do, I would get Jess on and we'd talk about um, the nutrition stuff tonight as a little bit of back and forth for everybody. Um, there's still a lot of you that are having trouble with tracking and counting your macros. Um, and I think it's a massive part of the nutrition space anyway, is learning as much about that as you possibly can. Um, we're going to go through the why, the what, the when, the where, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I know a lot of people still struggle with that, um, struggle with doing it long term, struggle with finding what's uh, effective for them and the best way for them to be able to do it. So I thought I'd write down a bunch of questions tonight and fire them back and forth uh, to Jess and we'll just have a general chat about that. Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. I'm just going to run through a bunch of questions um, for Jess and she can answer them uh, as best she can or whatever she wants to um, and we can have a convo about them. Okay, so for the average Joe, for the general average Joe um, or a gym goer or anyone on the program looking to get on the program, um, first of all, the first question is why track food? Why count? Why measure? Why weigh? Um, so, yeah, tracking your food, weighing everything out is basically the most accurate way that you're able to um, track your food and understand what you're putting in your body. Um, so when we're thinking about whether it's like a body composition goal you have or, um, you know, like wanting to improve in CrossFit, like anything, any specific goal you're trying to reach like that, the mm -hmm. most um, accurate and effective way we can kind of get you to that through your nutrition is by tracking and making sure you're weighing everything out. Yeah, cool. And we've harped on at these guys for, and all of you guys for so long about how important your nutrition is for um, those specific goals. If you're bulking, get enough calorie, getting enough calories in to um, put that weight on and be bigger and stronger. If you're using it uh, as a performance goal or you've got a performance related goal, making sure you have enough fuel to be able to get through your sessions. And if you've got a body composition goal, as in you're trying to lose weight to get to a certain look or um, weight category or whatever. Um, that is literally the most important thing you can do is, is track and weigh your, and measure your food. So um, that is literally why we've been talking to you guys about this for so long is, is that your your anchor or your bedrock for all of this stuff will be your nutrition and it kind of all falls back on that. So, um, yeah, I think it's the best way. It's obviously the best way to be able to reach those goals, um, taking all the other things out of the equation. Um, if you were someone obviously you've just said this to someone um now everyone's obviously going to be at different stages and um different timelines on their journey their fitness journey whether they are trying to lose weight bulk up get better at crossfit and fitness in general when do you know or when would you suggest that someone is ready to start tracking and weighing and measuring their food like is there a certain time like would you give that to someone straight off the bat and say, hey, I want you to weigh and track and measure your food and, and get everything ready? Like, what's your kind of thoughts around that? 
Um, it fully depends on the person. For me, like when I'm working with clients, if, for example, they're super new to the whole concept of nutrition, um, they don't, you know, fully understand what calories are, what the different macros are, I probably wouldn't put them on tracking just yet. Yeah. Um, just because they're not going to have the awareness and probably just not get the hang of it. I mean, it's, it, it can be quite overwhelming. It is quite overwhelming um, and quite tedious. Yeah, no, 100%. But for most, you know, gym goers, most of the people we deal with at Renegade, they kind of have an understanding of the basics of nutrition. Um, so in that case, majority of the people I'm happy to put onto, um, onto tracking their macros. Yeah. Um, the If people tend to, like a lot of people say to me, that they have never kind of um, done anything about their nutrition in the past because they find it super overwhelming or mm. they think it's too complicated. In that case, breaking it down into something simpler for them. So instead yep. of fully tracking their macros, kind of just tracking your protein or something like that can right. be helpful. That's cool. Um, but for most people, if they have a specific goal, they kind of understand that they need to to do some of the hard stuff. Yep. Um, and as long as they have a general awareness of nutrition, I'm, I'm pretty happy to chuck them onto macros. Yeah, cool. What would you do for someone who um, comes into the gym and has never weighed, tracked or measured, has no real idea about nutrition at all? Like let's say, you know, some, I, I don't know, I'm going to stereotype here and say some middle-aged woman coming off the street, never really trained before, um, has really a really bad has tracked their food for you for a week has written everything down it's awful mm -hmm. and really not prepared to track and weigh and measure and do anything like that just yet what would you what kind of advice would you give her like what kind of um path would you set her on to get to the point of where she's ready to start tracking and weighing um so i'd like break it down into something way more simple for them so you know some people it's make um I explain the whole concept of what a balanced meal looks like to people. Yeah. So usually um, I say start with some form of protein, add on some carbs, add on some veggies, and then you can chuck some fat or some sauce or something like that on top, yeah. kind of run them through that and the reasons why we need all those different components and then get them just hitting all of those at every meal. Yeah, cool. um, that's going to give them some awareness of what is in different foods, what they should be kind of eating yep. how they should be feeling on those foods and then once they're more comfortable with that we can talk more about portions and cool. um, for people who don't want to track specifically and are quite new to it get them using like a hand measuring guide type thing for a portion or like you can kind of there's little diagrams i have that says you know a third of your plate should be protein a third should be carbs a third, you know that type yep. of thing so kind of eyeballing it for a little bit just getting more of an understanding of what is in our food and what the different food groups are before we take that next step yeah cool it is very overwhelming and and i guess that's um something that i forget about sometimes too when i'm giving out nutrition advices people actually still don't know the difference between protein and calf. I, I said to Gabby the other day, um, have you have you got some? I was there. Were you there? Oh, you were there. I said to Gabby, most of you know Gabby, for those of you who don't, she's our 16-year-old um, uh, phenom that finished eighth in the world in her age group in the Open this year, um, last week, finished up there. I said to her after the first half of her training session, Gabby, have you got some protein? As you guys have got this banana, is that protein? So some people, even the best of the best, still don't really have any idea about what they're putting in their body. So um, education around that first is huge. And then getting into the more technical stuff, obviously, is secondary to that. What should 
the general public or what should anyone who's tracking um focus sorry what should be the focus when tracking macros what would you what would you make their focus um again it, it fully differs on what your specific goal is kind of what you're trying to achieve and where you are along your journey yeah um but for most people usually when i get them to start out tracking macros i just get them to start loading everything they would usually eat into the app so yeah. just not focusing on hitting any macros just focusing on tracking, tracking. to start with yeah. and like we said it is a very tedious process yeah that's my fitness pal are you talking about yeah. yeah yes so yeah just loading everything into my fitness pal um and then once they're you know kind of used to that i'll tell them i want them to focus on their calories and their protein so for most people if you're hitting your calories and you're hitting your protein, the makeup of the carbs and fats doesn't matter all too much. Yep. Um, so that kind of just makes it a little bit easier for them. You've got two things you need to hit as opposed to hitting four of those things. Yeah. Um, for people who are trying to get, you know, a lot more performance based, if they're, you know, really trying to um, hone in on like performance goals or building muscle, then we kind of need to focus on those carbs a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but for most people, just to simplify it a little bit, making sure you're hitting your calories that you've been set and your protein is going to be the most important things when you're tracking. Yeah. When when you give macros out and you give a calorie count and um, percentages of macros for everyone that you're dealing with, mm -hmm. do you run through equations of measuring their calorie output during the day as well to yeah yep. yeah so um yeah it takes into account so i always like we'll have a chat with people about what they're doing during the day so what they do for exercise usually because we deal with crossfitters mainly they'll kind of tell me how many classes they're doing but then also finding out do you do any extras around class do you do any cardio like a lot of people will go for runs or be going for walks and they won't kind of consider that but yep finding that out and then also what they do for a job. Um, someone who's active on their feet all day is going to be burning a whole lot more energy than someone who's sat at a desk. So that plays into it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, accounting for that when I calculate their calories. So yeah. obviously um, when it's you a, get given, a rough estimate of everything, correct? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So yeah. there's so many, like, so many different factors that yeah, can go sure. into it. There is never going to be a calculator that can 100% tell you. So it's kind of a guide. What I always say to people is just stick to this for the next week or two weeks or whenever I'm going to see them next. We're going to see how your body reacts and we'll go from there. So cool. we might need to up it. We might need to drop them. We might need to fully change things around. But, yeah, yeah it's always a good estimate and then it's something to give us a base. Cool. What equation do you use? Um, I use the Harris. Harris Benedict. Benedict. Yeah, I wanted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. So that was the one I got taught at uni. Was yeah, I think that's the most common one. I think that's what PN yeah. uses as well. Precision nutrition. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, when now, obviously, this is a difficult one. Um, the next question I've got is, uh, when is the best time to track to help stay on track? Um, should you be entering everything you eat into the app after every meal? Is there a better time to do it? Like, should people do it at the beginning of the week if they're eating the same thing every day? Do they still need to track for the rest of the week? Um, what's your kind of thoughts around that? And what's your advice for that? Because obviously, if you eat a meal and you eat lunch and then you you put it into MyFitnessPal and it's different from the day before, that takes 20 minutes and then you've got to do it again at dinner and then you've got to do it again the following day. What's your advice around that? Um, so what, like, my advice is usually to track everything you're going to eat the night before. So 
Um, one of the big things that um, like we've gone over a lot on here and we always talk to clients about is how they're going to be organized with their food because that's one of the key things to help you stay on track. But, you know, having a little bit of organization, it doesn't have to be doing full meal prep, but even just planning out the meals you're going to have for the week and then you're able to track those in and then you can kind of fiddle around with your portion sizes, have a look and make sure you are hitting your macros for the day. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I'm tracking, I'll track everything and usually I do my meal prep all together so I can kind of plan out for the week. But you are very good at your meal prep. I am, thank you. Take pride in that. Um, but yeah, if not, the night before, I'll kind of put in what I'm planning to eat the next day, making sure it's relatively hitting it, put my snacks in as well, and then I know what I can kind of take to work with me, what I can eat for that day. Then it just kind of takes the... Um, the thought out of it like you know exactly what you can eat you're getting hungry and it's like cool now snack time i know what i'm having and then you're not gonna one reach for stuff you probably shouldn't be having but it also just means that you are going to be hitting all those things and you're not getting to the end of the day and you've got a crap ton of protein left or you've gone way over your calories and yeah. you had no idea because you hadn't tracked anything that's cool good advice very good advice i like that it makes it simple as well for you guys um and it's far less time consuming if you're sitting down at the couch and you're watching TV after you've done your dinner or your food prep or whatever, you're not doing anything anyway. You might as well do something productive and start entering all your food for the next day. So that's oh, great. And with checking your food too, it's one of those things that the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Like 100%. In my fitness, I like to vlog stuff like most of us are eating relatively the same thing. So yep. it's so easy to just chuck in everything you're going to be eating and it's, it takes you two minutes yeah for sure um just on that actually when i the very first time i started tracking i was on rp renaissance periodization that's the first kind of tracking and weighing measuring that i ever did um i was pretty good at putting it in every day but uh just going back to when do you know you're ready to start tracking and weighing food and it being overwhelming i was super fucking overwhelmed for like three weeks like the, the prep how much i needed to prep trying to weigh and measure everything knowing that 250 grams of uh white rice was um 65 grams of carbs and and 150 grams of chicken breast was actually only 35 grams of protein like all that stuff trying to get my head around that and then add it in and, and measure it and make sure i had the right portions because the numbers don't like the weight doesn't give you the amount of um yeah. macros in the actual meal um yeah. it does take a little while and you will get used to it and it will get better and does get easier like by week four i was fine i knew what i was doing every single week everything was sorted i'd cook the same food i'd enter the same stuff in if i if i entered all of my stuff in at the beginning of the week doing exactly as you're saying by the time i got to the next day i had a few snacks or whatever or some protein bars easy enough to just add in on top of what i'd already added into my fitness pal so that made it a ton easier um, for me personally, now I eat pretty much the same. I've lowered my macros, my calories, uh, general calories quite a lot because I'm not training as much, but my meals are still very similar now to what I was eating back then. So when you do develop a habit, um, we've always preached to you guys about trying to make this a lifestyle slash long-term kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of, if you, if you get, if you get it right, it is something you can do forever. So yeah. something to think about. What about when you're going out? How do you track when you're going out? When uh, when I used to go out and I was on RP, I used to take out the scales and it's quite embarrassing, but I got it done. Um, what are your thoughts around that? Gosh, um, you don't need to take scales everywhere you go. Okay, well, no one told me that. 
<laughs> um, so again, fully depends on how serious you're trying to hit this goal. Like for some people, you might have to actually take your scales out and weigh it if you're that serious about fully hitting that goal. And that's cool if that's what you want to do and you can be able to kind of weigh things out. Um, but for most people, if you're going out on the odd occasion, um, it's it's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like I always say, your diet is what you eat across seven days. One mm. meal is not going to fully change that. Yep. Um, so for most people, if it's easier for you to just kind of have a meal off and not track it, then that's cool. Um, what I would recommend doing is making sure you're banking lots of protein at the start of the day because I can guarantee whatever meal you're buying out is going to be lower protein than what you would be eating if you were making at home for dinner. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just banking your protein earlier in the day and then you've got a little bit of wiggle room there. Um, and my other tip is usually just to find something that's as similar to what you would be eating at home as possible. So, um, like I said before, that balanced meal thing, finding something that's got a good source of protein, some carbs and some veggies on it. So usually like a steak is a quite a good one because you've usually got some potato and some veg there. Yep. Even like a burger, you've got the patty, you've got some lettuce and you've got a bun, like you're kind of hitting all those areas, but you can still kind of have a bit of a treat. Perfect. Um, Bang. All right. I'm going to do a few of that this weekend. There you go. You're welcome. Um, if you are wanting to have, um, to track what you're having and kind of monitor it a little bit more, a lot of like takeout places do have stuff loaded into my fitness house. So just That's search true. up where you are. Um, and a lot of the time you can find it. But if you can't, just find the most similar thing you can in there and add it in. One yep. thing I do always say, though, is it's probably going to be a lot higher calories than you think just yep. because of all the oil and all that that they use cooking at restaurants and mm. takeout places. So if anything, overestimate, and then you may have a little bit of calories left over for the day. But yeah. Um, yeah. it's generally going to be much higher calorie and lower protein than what you would be eating. So just think about that as you're planning your day. Yeah, that's actually, that's a great idea. It's good advice. And um, I think in regards to that as well, like even if you do eat regularly and then you have um, dinner out and you go, let's say, for example, you go to McDonald's and as you say, the calories in it are probably going to be a whole lot higher than you just entering a bun, a burger and some lettuce into my fitness pal and actually going into my fitness power and going McDonald's cheeseburger at the very worst or at, yeah, at the very worst, at least, you know, what you've eaten for the day, how much calories you've got in, how much extra calories you're going to get on top of whatever you're eating. If you do decide to have a blowout of something like McDonald's or burger fuel or something like that, you, you kind of have an idea. Okay. Well, tonight's probably going to be about 2000 calories by itself um next time because this is what it was last time i went to mcdonald's at least you've got some kind of idea about that and you can kind of plan your day mm -hmm. around that as you've just said so um i think that's a yeah. good idea as well and that's one thing that's one thing that tracking is also really good for is just the awareness of what's in your food so it doesn't even have to be takeout food but just in general what you're eating like you might think that you're eating for example lots of people say like i eat heaps of protein and then they start tracking and they're way under what what they should be so just kind of getting a gist of what is in the foods you're eating and the takeout foods you're eating just helps to kind of keep you on track a little bit more yeah 100 percent um next question is what to track um now obviously my fitness pal has um it's got your percentages it's got your um calories it's got your um, percentages of macros it's got your macros it's quite overwhelming just being in the app as well um, mm -hmm. changing the numbers to suit your diet and whatever numbers you're trying to hit um, what would you what kind of advice would you give to someone around that 
around just like how to kind of go about things? Or well, what? yeah, like how, how to go about changing things up in my fitness power, what they would look for in my fitness power. Like, are they looking at um, the percentages of macros in the, in the pie graph that they give you, or are they looking at um, total macros for the day or total calories for the day? Obviously, they're trying to hit numbers in there. Um, so for like, for me, I find the easiest to focus on, like at the top, you've got the bar that it adds up your calories for the day. So kind of focusing on your overall calorie intake. And then if you click on that and you can see how many grams of each macro you've gotten, right. just focusing on the grams and trying to get it as close to your targets as possible. Um, obviously not most people every single day aren't hitting it to the gram. Yeah. Um, that's just not realistic, but just trying to get kind of as close as you can to that um, would would be my best bet, yeah. um, especially when you're just starting out. Like don't get too kind of caught up if you, you know, are a little bit under one and a little bit over one. Um, if you have a coach, chat to them about what they think is most important for you to be hitting and mm -hmm. they can kind of like guide you as to what for your specific goals is going to be best. Cool. Um, but yeah, for the most part, just trying to hit it to the gram as much as you can is going to be the easiest way to go yeah. about things. Um, and if you find that you're super, say, for example, super under your protein consistently, say you've got like 40 grams that you're not hitting on a day, don't try and all of a sudden just add 40 grams of protein into your day. Just try and get it up 10 grams for one week, then yep. up another 10. Like, Hey, that question's coming. Hmm? That question's coming now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what should you do? What would you do? What should you do if you're not hitting your macros? Continue. So, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not easy to you know, fully change, like if you've been eating a certain way for a while, if you're kind of not hitting what you should be doing, it's super hard to all of a sudden just jump to a whole complete different style of eating. Yeah. Um, and again, that can be super overwhelming and typically people aren't going to stick with that and then they'll fall off the wagon. So setting like a really small realistic goal for yourself, um, like I said, 10 grams of protein a day. If you're super under your calories for the day, at try and hit a hundred more the next day or something like that. Just try and keep it as really small goals. So it's not one, a big shock to your system or mm -hmm. two, something that doesn't seem manageable for you. It should be something manageable and something that is going to be sustainable. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, and the last main question I've got for you is when should you change your macros up? Like when's a good time to change? What would you, what are some markers or some signs that would tell you to make some changes? Um, so if you're trying to like lose weight or gain weight or, you know, either of those and you kind of hit a point that you're pretty stagnant and you're no longer losing or gaining, then yep. that's a sign that maybe your body's adapted to what you're on and we need to kind of make some changes there. So yeah, if you kind of hit a plateau, not really progressing the way you want to, same thing with like in the gym, if you know your focus is performance and you notice that all of a sudden you're not really making any gains, you're not really feeling too good at training anymore, probably need to just up your calories a little bit. Um, our bodies are very good at adapting to the environment we're in, which is why, you know, as we do up our, our calories, our body adapts to more food and we start to get hungrier. So yeah. yeah, if you're upping them, your body's going to adapt and it's all of a sudden not going to become as much for your body as it once was. So yeah. that's kind of a sign that you need to up things. Um, otherwise, just if you're, if you're noticing that, you're, for example, your energy levels are super low, yeah. um, 
if we've been in like a deficit for too long, once again, our body adapts and it starts to kind of shut things down. So that's a sign you might need to bump them back up. Right. So it fully just depends on how you're feeling, how you're progressing. If you're tracking along happy, you're in, you know, still sitting at like a healthy kind of macro range, you don't really need to change them up too often. I wouldn't recommend changing them up too often because yeah. like I've said, we don't want to shock the system too much. But when you kind of get to a stagnant point and you're not feeling great on what you're on, it's probably a sign that you should change things up or have a chat to your coach. Yeah, that's good. I like that idea too. Cool. All righty. And the last thing I've got for you is, um, and this was kind of the main question that all of this stemmed from, was what are some other ways that you can stay accountable without counting everything and adding everything into an app? Like what are, if you're someone that is so steadfast on not wanting to enter food into an app every day, like a lot of people uh, begrudgingly do um, a lot of the time, or you're someone that is like me, technologically impaired and finds it difficult, like what, what, what are some other things that you can do? Um, I'm, 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 that's a joke. I'm actually very good at technology, guys. Yeah, he's real smart. He Googled Google the other day. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shut up and answer the goddamn question. So we can, um, like I said, tracking is the most accurate way, but it isn't the only way. So like I spoke about before, we've got things like a hand measuring guide for measuring out your portions you can be using. We've got like performance plate type things that you can kind of just get a gauge when you're plating up a meal, how much you should be eating of each macro. Um, if you have been tracking for a while and you're kind of just at the point that you're over it and you don't want to weigh your food, chances are the process of tracking you've learned you know, how much you kind of need for your body. You you understand like what 150 grams of rice looks like now. Yeah. So you can probably kind of have a break from it mentally, just kind of reset and still be eating basically the exact same as you were if you were tracking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if you're tr already tracking, you've kind of at the point that you're over it, give yourself a break from tracking, try and eat as normally as you can and chances are nothing's really going to change. Um. Also just listen to your body, like, listen to your hunger cues if you're eating a meal and you're full that's a sign that you've kind of eaten enough and you can pop the rest away if you're hungry it's likely your body telling you something once again so right. having a snack so just listening to those cues um yeah when it comes down to it like our body is very conditioned to survive and to tell us what it needs so yep. yeah you, sh you should be able to kind of listen to your body and get a feel for what you are needing um, but yeah, like I said, for those for those beginners, people who aren't comfortable tracking or haven't really done it before, there are other ways that you can kind of get a gauge of things. Um, use those hand measuring guides, chat to a coach about kind of what, what they think is best for you to kind of get a gauge of those portion sizes. Yep. Um, and then yeah, you can you can take those steps towards um, hopefully being being able to track again in the future. Perfect. Cool. Right, that is all I've got for you. That was um, very, very good and very insightful and it's nice to have some back and forth with someone on uh, a chat rather than me just babbling for an hour. So that is very cool. Thank you so much, Jess, for jumping on. Hopefully everyone got something from that um, and I hope to have Jess back on here uh, sometime again shortly. If you're ready to become a renegade, reach out to us at renegadeperformance.co.nz and start a free 14-day trial to see how we can help you break through your plateaus.